Construction is one of the few industries that kept growing through the pandemic. Today, we speak with the owner of a Lakes Region contracting firm about buildings and building a business. I'm Matt Mowry, editor of Business NH Magazine. And I'm Nathan Carroll, founder and president of Cardinal Consulting. And welcome to BizCast NH. Yes, nice Nathan. to see you. Good to see um, you. You bought a new house recently. I did. Would you call Crazy. it your your dream home? Actually, yes. Okay. I mean, not my ultimate. I mean, right. if I had gobs of money, but yeah, right, I which mean, we're going to get to. We went from a two bedroom, one bathroom ranch with us, a teenager, mm-hmm. and a ten year old. Mm-hmm. And you're still alive. And we're still alive through the pandemic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And despite the market, we went, because that was, I love my family, but way too much togetherness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so now we have a four bedroom, three bath piece of paradise. It's in a nice neighborhood. The kids have other kids to play with. We have a backyard I can throw them out into. So yes, for me, this is, yeah, my dream home. What's What's your favorite room in the house? Uh, my bedroom because I, I could, it has a lock on it. <laughs> no, oh wow! There we go. No, I mean I, the family room. I mean that's yeah. the heart of the house. That's I've where we seen spend a photo of time. that, and I love the fireplace in there. I do too. Not that we're going to we share photos of your before. fireplace, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, tease I, people I with that. But but yeah, no. I, I this winter that was just cozy and nice, nice. and it, yeah, it was yeah. great. But you know. If, I'm going to talk about my dream, dream house. Mm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. going to have its own screening room, of course. Yeah. And um, my kids' bedrooms are going to come with these sliding doors that thunk down when they're fighting. And bars it's soundproof <laughs> and the bars until they calm down. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm getting misty just thinking well, about listen, it. Well, listen, listen. When you get those gobs of money, you, that's that's, right. it's, you're going to be investing in bars and cages, I guess. But. So, so what's in your dream house? <laughs> So much to laugh about. Um, I'm starting with the kitchen in my dream house, right? Nice. I am yes. starting with the kitchen. We're talking like professional range. We're talking big island We're with like a bunch of space, not only seats, but like a bunch of space to like cook and roll out some dough and all that. Like the house might as well just be the kitchen. I'm coming to your dream house. It's fine. You can because there'll be enough room. <laughs> I don't know if it's ever going to come to fruition. We'll go to but... your house for, so when you want to cook and then yeah. when the kids are being too much, you bring them over to our house. Yeah, we'll lock them, them in the, the sound. Kid, Yeah, exactly. That's, oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, God bless our guests this week who are already having to put up with us. So you know what? We might as well hop out of the rabbit hole and uh, into this week's interview. Um, We're excited. We've been uh, chatting a little bit, uh, I think, ahead of time, which is always nice. But uh, Keith McBay is owner and president of Bonnet Page and Stone, a full service commercial and municipal construction manager, design builder and general contractor. Keith has been a member of BPS since 1994. He's a graduate of NHTI with a degree in architectural engineering. He works closely with project owners, architects and field personnel. Keith grew up in Franklin, New Hampshire, and still resides in the Lakes region with his wife, Elizabeth, two sons, and their three dogs. In his spare time, Keith enjoys fishing, hunting, boating, and being outdoors. Keith, it's awesome to have you. We also have um, tagging along with you today to add some spice, maybe, is Kristen O'Brien, your director of marketing. It's great to have both of you here. It's great to be here. And um, let's just jump right in. So, um, it sounds like, you know, with all the things that you do and having grown up in Franklin, that you're a true New Hampshire guy. So um, can you tell us a bit more about Bonnet Page and Stone, about BPS and, and the work that you all do? Yeah. So Bonnet Page and Stone has been 
located in, in Laconia since 1969. And it started out with uh, three gents, Bonnet, Page, and Stone. Oh, and how about they, that? <laughs> they were out of the Keene area and thought that, you know, the, the Lakes region would be a good spot to start a business, raise a family, and that's what they did. And in those days, we were a lump sum bid company. So what that means is plans mm. came out and you bid. And if you were low, you got a job and off you went. And they were known for putting together quality buildings mm -hmm. and paddled on under that format for quite some time. And then about the time I came on board, construction management, which mm. is more of negotiating work based on fee for for a yeah for a project. Mm -hmm. So what that meant for us is we went from our our initial touch point on a project on a lump sum bid was when the plans were done, you knew where the project was going to go and all you had to do was be low bidder and you had a job. Mm. Construction management is nice for us in that we get to know the people when it's a dream. When you're talking about your dream kitchen yeah. or your dream spot in a house, we get to come on board early now and we build an understanding of what the program is, what's important to people, what what they have to have, mm -hmm. what they'd like to have, and track those items through the process and, and help them from from napkins to ribbon cuttings. Wow. And it, to be part of a team like that, for a kid that came through the lump sum bid, which is, it had a tendency to be not confrontational, but cold because mm -hmm. you weren't involved you got to know people but you got to know people through for those of you that have done some building it's not always easy and it takes a little bit of care and a little sensitivity to what people's dreams are and what they're looking for to, de to deliver on when you're talking sometimes you're talking taxpayer money so you're mm -hmm. talking whole communities those are those are heavy responsibilities and you want to be paying attention to what people are up to and we love it so we've we're blessed to have a core group of people. We have people that have been with us for 43 years. Wow. Um, and for a guy who's only 25, it's <laughs> quite an And has all his quite hair, an too. Honor. There you go. Yeah. But it, to have that link, I, I'm very fortunate in that we're, we're I, I guess I, I describe it at times as a mentored company. Mm. So... So when I started, it was because Doug Stone, one of the original founders, was retiring. Mm -hmm. And then I went under the wing of some very nice people that nice. taught me a lot about construction. And we bring people on slow so that we've got this. I had a, uh, I had a uh, mentor that told me that it doesn't matter how long you've been in business if you're repeating the first year 50 times. Mm -hmm. So I think we've done well to take take those stories from... Doug, Ken, and Carl back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, mm -hmm. and then develop and adjust to where, where the markets are now. And I, I mentioned before we started that part of that was we've, we've never had a marketing director. Now we've got Kristen here that takes, well, thankfully takes a lot of the load off of me. Yeah. And she happens to be really good at it. Nice. And, and, and gets gets the history and gets gets the direction that we're looking to go. And that's just to deliver um, in an exceptional and unique format, depending on what those dreams and goals are for our clients. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So, Kristen, not bad to have that on the record. I was going to say that's in for you, yeah. right? Boom. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so Kristen, um, I mean, we're going to dig, we'll dig well into this company and to you as well, Keith. But Kristen, um, we, again, we were, because we were chit-chatting before the mics went on, we were kind of saying in, in different ways that people don't start a business because they want to do the marketing and the accounting and all that. It's because they're passionate, because they're good at something, because they're good at a trade, right? They're skilled. Um, and you bring your skill and your trade in marketing. Um, what's that been like so far and kind of um, coming into a company that never had a marketing role before? Uh, it very, it's great. Uh, as Keith mentioned, um, it's an opportunity that they created for me with mm. with me. So mm-hmm. we've been really creating the role as we've as we go. Um, when I came on board in the company, everyone really was dipping their toe into the marketing role, mm. which was great. I think it gave everybody an understanding of cool. the importance of, of marketing. Everyone is a, a marketer. I, right. I believe that when you work with the company, everyone has a role in marketing. Um, but bringing me on board just brought a little more of the um, continuity and consistency and just taking it to that next level. So Neat. Neat. So Keith, let's, I, before we get into the, the meat of the business, what was your path into the trades? Mm. So a little different. I, my family in Franklin owned a machine shop and uh, graduated high school. Economy was kind of rough. Yep. Um, and I'm just going to go public with my whole stuff here. Do it. So right here, we're just going to do it. Just we're about to have it. our Barbara Walters moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah we can on. hold hands if needed, but it's all good. So I graduated at 17. Economy was not great. Mm. And my dad had kind of not shut the machine shop down, but had backed off a bit, was part time and said, I'm going to go get a job. And you probably ought to do the same young man. So huh. I went to Annalie Dolls in oh. Meredith. Wow. There's a throwback. We all you, remember that. Yeah. I was 17 years old and uh, I liked, they, they actually helped out. They paid for some of my education. Great company. They took care of me. Um, but, and I, I remember sitting down with my father and saying, look, I get a raise today. I'm, you're looking at the new head printer of Annalie Dolls, and this is in late 80s, early 90s. Mm. And how old are you here? I'm 17 at so this that, point. Yeah. So you're feeling yourself at oh, this yeah. point. Oh, yeah. Can I raise like, at 17, man? Oh, yeah. Dad, I'm making six bucks an hour. Yep. I, am, <laughs> I am doing all right. And he, we'll adjust that for inflation <laughs> later on and, and still cry about it. Yeah. yeah. And he's and living at home, so I'm terrifying him at this point. Mm. He's never going to leave. And he says, you know, I, I highly doubt that my grandfather came over from Ireland so that you can make $6 an hour. You better get yourself to school. So nice. got to looking around, went to the tech. Mm. And if you guys have been doing what you're doing a long time. And I, I don't know if you're my introduction. My background was not construction. Mm-hmm. I liked building. Everybody likes building. Um, but. Sitting in those classes at the tech, my belly was on fire. I cool. loved all of it. Did fairly well there. Did not. Um, if you checked my records in Franklin, you'll find I wasn't a great student. But did did very well at mm-hmm. the tech. Had fantastic professors. Built a good un, a good base of understanding. And Bonnet, Page, and Stone at the time, I didn't realize. I never heard of them. Mm. And they... 
they put a little flyer in our mailboxes at the tech and I grabbed one and my father knew who they were. So I went and went and applied and got it. And they had hired two other people from the tech. So we were act, they were actively at the time seeking NHTI architectural grads because they had a good base and started there and worked through it and People retired, and I don't know, I was the only one left or something, and <laughs> here I am. Well, I, 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 a great story that you walked us through. Uh, thank you. And But I, you, you rushed over that last part, which is, and then I oh. own the company. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, we, and not everyone yeah. does that. Yeah. So what no. was it about your journey at Bond Page and Stone? Because, I mean, construction has its ebbs and flows, but I mean... Yeah. It's been one of the ones to really be able to emerge from the recessions um, yep. stronger. You would have had your choice of things to do along the way, other places yeah. to go. What kept you at this company and wanting to take those steps further and further up the ladder? I had, when I started, I had Stephen Page, was Carl Page, an original founder's son. He was president of the company and worked me through it. And I had, uh, at the time... After him was Randy Remick, was a president, and worked with both those guys through the process. And, and we're, we're a corporation, so shareholders. I have two partners. I have Barry Salta as my vice president, and then I have vice president of operations, Kevin Goopel, as our general superintendent. So Barry takes care of a lot of the project management. Kevin takes care of all the field operations. Mm-hmm. So with that, it was just an intense walk through people letting you fall down and helping you through the process. And, and it's a very, I love it. It's a complex uh, process, building a building. Mm. People are always changing who you're working for. And we talked about what's important to them and like that. But a lot of help from senior management at the time to bring me in. And then, and then we come in, they, when I say mentored, what they really do is they lock you in at a young age, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. give you a little tease and get you some ownership, which for me, I was all about. And then you slowly come through that process. And then you have these great opportunities in the middle to go seriously in debt and really <laughs> show that you, I feel like I just slid that, right that, that you just want to, to run a construction company. And eventually you come out the other side and, and it, it's been great. I'm very fortunate. I have, I've had great people above me working me through the process. I have so many great people with me that, uh, that, that get it, that, that understand that you can build the best building in the world, but if you deliver it poorly, Mm. it's just no fun. And it ought to be a good time. These are people's like I said, they're, maybe they're an individual business owner's dream. Maybe on occasion uh, we'll do a residence for mm-hmm. somebody. That's mm-hmm. To me, that's always kind of the most intimate, you know, when you're oh, delivering yeah. shelter and like that for somebody's home and where when you mentioned the kitchen earlier oh, on, my gosh. It, that's, that's where the people are, you know, and I don't think it matters. I think you could just build a big kitchen with hammocks in the back. <laughs> exactly. And that's where people end up. But it's so it's so fun to kind of work through that process. And it's scary 
people, there's a lot of money on the line. Mm. So management is key, staying on top of um, making sure the quality is there and that people are showing up. So it, uh, it's interesting. We'll be right back with Keith McBay and Kristen O'Brien. McLean Middleton is a full-service law firm with over 100 attorneys and 25 paralegals throughout its five offices in Manchester, Concord, and Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Woburn in Boston, Massachusetts. For over 100 years, they've been providing exceptional legal services to businesses, individuals, and nonprofit organizations across the region. Visit McLean.com for a complete list of practice areas and attorneys. We're back with Keith and Kristen. Um, I've got a question, and maybe you both have some insight on this from the marketing side or, or from the operations side too, but on your website, there is a motto or a tagline that says, progress on purpose. What does that mean for you and your team? That motto has caused some stir at times. Internally. All right, let's get to it. Internally. So to it. I'm going to let Kristen back me up, but can <laughs> I go just for... You absolutely can. So... We had kind of a rebranding, mm-hmm. and we had some folks that are friends of mine, uh, Lonnie Voivod and Alan Voivod. Oh, yes. They own Epiphanies, and uh, Lonnie had that tagline, and she, she just sent me a because they're both- Very creative. Crazy, crazy smart, and uh, much more of wordsmith than I am. Mm. And I saw progress on purpose and thought, that's kind of interesting. So at the time, I think I was probably vice president, minority stock holder, and um, the president at the time let me run with it. So for me, it, it's saying that it kind of pays homage that we've got the quality down, but we do things on purpose, that that, that delivery and how you approach a project has to be uniquely tailored to the people you're working for, and I I like that it says, look, this isn't an accident. We we mean to deliver this in this fashion, mm. and it does have to be done purposely, sometimes with a lot of hours and a lot of effort, but it it's it's a key part of who we are now, I think. I'm I'm curious because so you you said you were what 17 in the late eighties, early nineties. Um, you were at the tech. What are some of the biggest changes in technology and in the in construction oh industry since I mean I, I grew up watching this old house and remember these guys you know I it, it, back in the early 90s thinking boy this is like amazing and high tech and now today it's like it's it's a whole other world so what has that it, been like for you guys in the you know living that every day my my partner and I Barry are I say that this generation has moved through the biggest technological advancement ever mm. he argues and says there's other times but i don't believe him <laughs> um, so when i started at bps we had we had three project managers steve page and doug stone was there i was one of the three project managers the technology in the office for us project managers was that we had a single mac computer <laughs> i think it had a green screen but it had the little screen oh yeah and we all shared it. And the amazing thing was, it wasn't busy. You could use that thing whenever you wanted. There wasn't a line. <laughs> there wasn't, hey, when you're done, I get to use it all the time. And it, it, was, it was just the nature of where it is. So you go from that to we had that. We had a fax machine. That was kind of neat. That was new, newer. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's to the point where if we lose connectivity, 
we almost, you almost have to save some things to do when the power goes out or something, yeah. you know, because it's, it is, we, we have a web-based management program that mm-hmm. takes care of everything. Mm-hmm. The nice part of that program is it lets us remain, we're not interested in being a hundred person firm. We, we like our size. Mm-hmm. We like, um, we're afraid of losing some of that boutique feel if we, if we grow too much. Sure. Um, we've had to add some people, just the nature of the business, but the, the web-based management tools, the wide format printing. When I started, I would run to Manchester to get plans for, for a job. Now they come via email, you print them off and, and you share them. It works. It, it is, some parts are much easier now. Um, how well, big is the firm right now? How many employees do you have? We're, 37. Yes. Yep. Nice. And so, you know, we were talking in the intro about, you know, that construction's done actually really well throughout this pandemic. Can you talk about what that's looked like at Bonnet Page and Stone? We, we are bigger now than we've been, I think, since 2000. And yes. that is... Even just in the last two years, we've, we've increased yeah. significantly. In, in the field. So what's happened there for us, and... <laughs> I never could have seen it coming. We had in the Lake Street, of course, a lot of restaurants, mm-hmm. and they were shut down. In that were were a lot of young men and women who were maybe late 20s, early 30s, had started a family, have advanced to management roles sometimes in, in the food service industry, and it was gone. So we had we had kind of the good fortune that they were – their their lives were at a point where well are these late nights going to work for me where when I have kids at home and like that mm. we were hiring and we we were able to get some quite a few folks that with varied amounts of experience in construction but I I have found that the food service industry kind of blends well that that you're dealing hard, with people hard working people mm-hmm. hard working yeah. people you're you're dealing with the public. Mm-hmm. And and they brought a lot of those tools to us, and it it's been it's been very fun. It's it's been interesting with some of my older fellers to <laughs> to get them to understand that yes, these these <laughs> folks are green, little whipper snappers. Yeah, but they they will come on, and they come along quick. Uh, you, you get a you get folks with with mouths to feed at home, and there's yeah. no more time to mess around. And yeah. they, they're driven, they're they're talented. They show up, which is huge and it's so that part has been it's been very good for us and a fresh you know fresh uh, set of eyes too it's nice to see some you know people who are coming from a different industry you know coming into construction and then yeah just just sharing another perspective yeah that's a really great point in the sense that they have a different perspective mm-hmm. they could come at that and, and maybe even work on advancements for the company to say why do you do things this way versus just continuing to do it that yeah. way Right. Yeah, and it's easy to uh, get caught up in the moment. Mm. So it's so, and serving your customers, and we we try and push it. You have to talk to your people, and and we try and stay open to those discussions. And just last night, I I uh, had a had a guy that's been coming along, and he he was talking about you know we ought to do a we did a company outing for management. Kristen organized that wonderfully, and this. This guy, who's a, who's a superintendent, was saying, "Why why don't we do a?" He says, "There's people that work here now that I've never met 
because they're oh, all on different wow. jobs, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And he sure. says, I'd like to do a cookout. So I hadn't talked to Kristen about that, but we're doing a cookout. Write that down, Kristen. Write it down. I love it. I love it. Um, One of the th- things I wanted to follow you, up with. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, you were talking about how, you know, you're able to attract folks from another industry to, to help fulfill your workforce needs. And as we know, I mean, we're in a hugely competitive market for talent and we have a, one of the lowest unemployment rates in the country. Mm-hmm. Before all, all of this, even though um, construction was not attracting workers to fulfill the needs it had, it had an aging workforce. You know, I... I talk to construction folks over the years and that's usually been at the top of the list of challenges Mm. is that turning around and what is it taking to attract that next generation of construction workers i don't know if i can say it's turning around Mm industry-wide i think we've we've found a spot to thrive I, i i think we pride ourselves on taking good care of people um and folks talk so if if we get one good person they're going to tell a friend, and and most of that works for us in that kind of format. It's not something you can fake. You you actually have to care about people, because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise and, it comes out pretty quick that you don't. And I have found yeah. that when you tell people you care about them, you better be able to, to mm. deliver. Mm. You know. So I think industry wide, we're still in a in a little bit of trouble, but. Um, our format has worked well. Now I say that at the same time, I said, we, we're not interested in growing. So we're, I'm, we have grown to a nice spot where we're comfortable with the amount of people we have. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get that. We try not to overextend ourselves workload. Part of that is it takes a little discipline in times like these to go, you know, we, we can't deliver that job Mm. in the format that needs to be delivered. Let's, pass on that which for me hurts because i'm all about living indoors and putting food on the table and (laughs) when saying no to work hurts but but if you get careless about taking on too much work pretty quick you can't deliver in that format right and it uh and you lose that feel so Mm -hmm. i i think the industry is still hurting i think and it's an interesting industry because mm. when you when you talk construction, you're going, you know, any anything, uh, the the uh, fabric on the wall, you know, that goes right from. It's probably a cotton that goes right from a plant. So we've got farmers, we've got engineers working in textile factories, oh, and right. it shows up here to be put on your wall. So right. you've got it. When we talk construction, the industry is so deep. So with these delays, for instance, uh, yeah. electrical switchgear, it's a year out now. Oh, wow. wow. So, yeah, I was going to start to ask yeah. you about supply chain. So that's... what does, what, if we're building your house, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe you're not going to have big switchgear, but if we can't get your electrical panel for a year and, mm. you're, and your project is a six-month project, we're going we're gonna to hold off and start in six months, you know, so wow. that it's very complicated. I've found that also lately it, COVID hurt kind of in the psyche of, of what, what Americans do. And I find that it's important to remind people, that, okay, you can't get that. What else can we get? 
How can how can we approach this? And I I feel like some of the folks have almost fallen asleep. That it's been it's been not an excuse, but just forgotten that this is that our job is to get things done mm-hmm. and be creative and and work through it. And I I think and I've seen it myself encouraging folks. Okay, that's not going to work. What are we going to do? I've seen people light up mm-hmm. that. I don't want to say dead inside, but they were dead inside, and mm-hmm. and go yeah. Yeah. go. Oh my gosh! I I went into work today. This was going to be another disappointed customer. I came out with a creative way, and this kid is like, "All right, look look at me. I can do stuff again." You know, and I I think I think it's so important to to stay creative, stay nimble, and work through these times because they're they're tough. They're tough times. Speaking of which, it's a good segue into my next question. You know, obviously, you, you are born and bred, raised Franklin. And you've made your life there. And yep. uh, not a lot of people can say that in this day and age. But, f- you know, just as you were talking about, you know, kind of your first foray into the industry, into the work world happened at a very economically challenging time. Franklin was one of those communities where it, that challenging time lasted a long time yeah. it's one of those mill towns that for a while got yep. left behind and now is seeing this huge renaissance mm-hmm. yes. there's a lot of activity around franklin can you talk about what it's been like to watch that path for franklin and yeah. is there a role that you're playing in that um we did the uh riverbed and mill for catch housing in oh, franklin nice. yeah that was nice and we've helped out with some tax credits and like that down there and mm-hmm. Kristen took care of that um the 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 change Franklin is going through right now unless you grew up there which I did was inevitable there's great people there there's hard working people there and it was just going to happen mm. yeah, it's, what, it's got the potential to be beautiful too uh, with the I, river and it, it's just it so is much beautiful, potential yeah. oh, just yeah. that sure. even that section where like the the brewery is and the park and yeah. the river it's like yeah. it's gorgeous yeah and if you go down quintessential to, main street exactly. yeah. yeah and if you go down to odell park most mm-hmm. people don't even know that's mm-hmm. there with the river flowing through it and it's and uh and you know that's a great spot because when i was a kid you'd still find an arrowhead there or something so that that spot has been enjoyed since native american times wow. so with the rivers coming together there mm-hmm. I, I grew up well you mentioned fishing in the intro <laughs> there's there wasn't much to do so you fished mm-hmm. but yep but it they're the nicest hardest working people and i know everybody goes off about their hometown and i know they've had their problems and i've listened to it my whole professional life mm-hmm. and uh i was doing a project in the the owner did not believe that I was born and raised in Franklin. And I'm like, no, it, I'm, I'm hardly the smartest thing to come out of Franklin. You know, they're, they're just sharp, hardworking families there. And now there's a lot of new faces coming in. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the sky's the limit for that town. I don't see it. I don't see it being able to be held back. Cool. That's that's just a good thing. Good energy. Good thing. Just yeah. good energy and people who are interested in um, putting that energy into uh, seeing the, the town su- succeed. Yeah, some great projects and, and, and development and mm-hmm. all that happening. Um, 
I want to make sure before we have to wrap in a little bit um, that Kristen, you tell us a little bit more about yourself as well. So we know you are the, uh, we'll call you the self-appointed marketing director. Um, <laughs> we know it was, it was a little bit more than that, but, um, and that you live down the street from Keith and that you guys are friends, but um, tell us a little bit more about your background and who you are. So I too, am a Lakes region native. I nice. grew up in Guilford, um, actually born in Laconia, moved over to Guilford. So um been, been in this area a long time, moved out of the area, came back. Um, for me, being part of a company with such great roots in mm-hmm. this area and then also you know, with the potential to just continue making improvements in the area is really, really awesome. It's It's been wonderful. Um, I came from, I've been in sales and marketing you know, pretty much, much my entire adult career. I graduated from UNH and... Um, this is the only time I've applied my marketing into the construction industry. So um, when I talked to Keith, you know, almost two years ago, or I guess it was a little over two years ago, um, knew you had the confidence to do the marketing portion of it, but was a little intimidated by the construction part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, you know, this is one of the the best industries. You know, just salt of the earth people. Um, everyone that I've encountered, from you know architects to you know people in the field, subcontractors, you know. Our our team, um, just everybody, very welcoming, very eager uh, to teach, very nice. eager to see um, people interested in the industry. Um, and I say that because you know Keith had mentioned too about just you know people joining our team. Um, we have all different ages, uh, so it is an industry where people can find careers right out of out of high school, uh, right up till the day that they want to retire, and Beautiful. and unique because it's a you don't see that in a lot of industries you don't see a lot of those those great age spans working so well together on a regular basis so um i've enjoyed that uh what i'm bringing to bps i think are just yeah some years of years of marketing and sales experience i i love people that's good that's good (laughs) I, i do enjoy talking to people so it's just been you know morphing um the position around my talents with marketing but also my comfort level with talking to people and you know what i can do you know making new relationships and getting more and more people aware of what bps does Mm -hmm. what we're capable of doing and so it's been great cool so what is the future then of BPS? We're heading into some uncertain economic times, so everyone's trying to keep that in Are mind. We? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. But, I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. But, you know, as you look forward, what's the backlog like? And then in the short term, in the long term, where do you foresee taking this company? We just had lunch last week and talked about that. I know. We, oh, were, we were in preparation for this. Of kind, of, <laughs> kind of what's next view. And... I think I think what's next for BPS is to continue training our young people and getting them squared away. Keep our eye on the next generation because we have we have responsibilities to hand this off nicely and healthily to someone, a few someones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, from there, I, I I personally I would like to refine our delivery method. I think we're on the edge of something very unique. And in a fun way to deliver a building where, and when I say fun, I'm, I'm very respectful of the money people spend, mm-hmm. the difficulties in, and anxieties in building a building. And I, I want to maintain our quality approach 
And I would love to see us further develop this delivery method where we're a, a premier, maybe not the biggest construction manager, mm-hmm. but the but the absolute best delivery method that there is out there is is kind of the goal. That's fantastic. Keith McBay is owner and president of Bonnet Page and Stone. Kristen O'Brien is their director of marketing. It's been fun to have you guys. Thank you for for chatting with us and putting up with us and and um, giving us uh, the story. It's a it's a um, an interesting and unique company with a with I would say a unique approach um, that I think is is certainly working. So good for you guys. Well, thank you. Well, thank for you having so us. much for having it's us. It's our pleasure. And now the buzz with Matt Mowry. So you've probably been riding that stock market roller coaster. Well, you're not alone. Smart Asset released an analysis of the counties in New Hampshire where residents earn the most income from investments. And at the top, Rockingham County with a net capital gains of $1.5 million. That's right. They placed first. Well, Coas County with a net income gains of $53,000 ranked at the bottom. And that's what we're buzzing about this week. Welcome back to the Cardinal Corner. I'm Nathan Carroll. Summer is coming fast and furious, or as fast and furious as it can in New Hampshire. As a business owner with employees, are you thinking about employee appreciation? Is it something you think about mainly at year-end, or do you find opportunities, say, in the summertime? If you're struggling to find the best employee appreciation activities this summer, let the old Cardinal Corner help you out. Here are a few fun things you can do with your employees to show them your appreciation, and to perhaps bring your team even a little bit closer. Axe throwing. How's that? That's right. The activity that was happening at Whitefields Mountain View Grand before axe throwing was cool is now happening in most corners of the state. Whether combined with other activities or with food and drink, it's bound to be a good time. Portsmouth, Nashua, Manchester, Keene, they've all got it. Rage Cage in Nashua, where you can release your rage in one of their themed rooms. They say, we provide the PPE and smashables, you bring the rage. So, package up your rage. And off you go. The Bank of New Hampshire Pavilion in Guilford. Uh, this year's acts include folks like the Lumineers, Leonard Skinner, Nora Jones, Chris Stapleton, Dave Matthews Band. Come on, take the employees to a concert. Let's go. The Cafe Lafayette Dinner Train in North Woodstock. A little bit different feel, but something for everybody. A two-hour ride with a four-course meal on a train. Cool. Hiking in the White Mountains. No, you don't need to summit a 4,000-footer with your entire team, right? There are easy to moderate hikes all around and great accommodations by the Appalachian Mountain Club and other folks. So get there. Water country, a classic, a New Hampshire institution. Come on, right? Lots of stuff to do this summer to show appreciation for those employees. Thanks for joining me in the highly appreciative Cardinal Corner. Find more at our website, cardinalconsultingnh.com or on social at Cardinal Consulting. NH. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed the stories and information you heard on today's podcast, find more by subscribing to Business NH Magazine or visiting businessnhmagazine.com. Check out the Cardinal blog and learn about our services at cardinalconsultingnh.com. 
We're on social at Cardinal Consulting NH. I'm Matt Mowry. And I'm Nathan Carroll. BizCast NH is a joint production of Business New Hampshire Magazine and Cardinal Consulting. <laughs>